I have spent the last 20 years working alongside some amazing entrepreneurs and helping to launch and build out several businesses in that time. I have been involved with early stage internet companies in the e-commerce and information security space dating back to 1999 and developed a deep knowledge and passion for digital marketing along the way. Over the last 10 years, I've had the privilege to call Brian Jonk a personal friend, and I've had a front row seat watching and learning from this amazing entrepreneur as he managed and grew several businesses in the skincare and beauty industry. Brian is a pioneer in the aesthetic field and a 30-year entrepreneur building out companies in this industry. The Six Figure Esthetician Podcast is dedicated to helping estheticians, skincare, and aesthetic professionals stay informed, as well as provide a platform for our audience to share best practices and experiences. Digital marketing strategies and outcomes will be revealed and discussed to help you determine the best way for you to go forward in your market. We truly hope to have all you participate with feedback, special requests for content, and develop this platform as a place where you can spend time learning, sharing, and growing your business to its fullest potential. We have some terrific guests lined up to join us over the coming weeks and months, and we hope you will tune in frequently to listen and participate. All devices and treatments are not created or administered equally. The number one thing we hope for is that you find our show entertaining, informative, and helpful as you grow your business and serve your clients at the highest level. We encourage all of you to jump into our Facebook group, The Six Figure Esthetician, and get to know your community even more. Welcome to The Six Figure Esthetician Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Six Figure Esthetician. I'm super excited. I'm joined today by my friend and colleague, Shannon Sophia. She is the founder of iSugar University and affectionately known as the Sugar Mama. So, Shannon, welcome. Thank you, Eric. I'm super excited to be a part of this journey and the six-figure esthetician movement. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you're in our group and, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there, we have a Facebook group called the Six Figure Esthetician. Uh, We're approaching a thousand primarily women that are practicing aesthetics around the country and uh, operating salons and spas and doing great works. And so we're really, you know, focused on uh, talking about all the protocols and uh, helping the ambition level of every esthetician out there that wants to elevate their game with digital marketing strategies and so forth. But we're also here to just uh, share the stories of others that are having success in their business. And Shannon's one of those great uh, examples of this. So Shannon, tell us just a little bit about, you know, where you came from, you know, start out with that and uh, tell us sort of, you know, how you got motivated to get into business. Oh, um, I think I came out of the womb an entrepreneur and didn't really know what that was. We want to start way back. Um, I'm, I've never been a shy child. In fact, uh, I, was, I was born in Burlingame, California. And I tell people um, I, I was born, I, I lived there before it was rich. Right. Because um, now it's Silicon Valley. It's the hardest Silicon Valley. And it's um, a lot of my friends still live there. I went to Burlingame High School, go Panthers. And I um, grew up in suburbia and had a mom and a dad and a little brother who is now a successful entrepreneur as well. And uh, my parents are now successful entrepreneurs. Um, At the time, my dad was a police officer and my mom stayed at home to take care of my brother and I. And uh, I, I think I've always just been a little... More outgoing than the rest of the class, kind of thing. Um, the a more curious, little more curious, and a little more kind of you know see what else is out there. I uh, um, in the second grade, Mrs. Santos 
um, used to call me Miss Pris because I would walk into the room and I knew exactly what I wanted to do and what I wanted to say. I was always a good girl, but I was, you know, never shy to ask questions. And I think that is the beginning of it. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. You had some ideas early on about how you were going to go out and affect the world and participate in the world and run your own show. I get it. No, that's awesome. So tell us, we'll, we'll just maybe fast forward a little bit. You uh, got through high school. Did you go to college somewhere? Yep. I went to Chico State. I'm a wildcat. I was there during the fun party days. And what was kind of cool about Chico, besides the fact that, you know, the beer was a plenty and, and there was never a lack of partying and, and going out and having some fun, I actually went to get my teaching credential and I taught elementary school. But what was great about Chico is they figured that if you could party and keep up with the social life at Chico and get great grades, you were definitely someone on, you know, the company's list when they came for job fairs. So yeah. uh, I, I made it through Chico in three and a half years. And I, uh, and then I stayed and got my teaching credential in the, in the fourth year. That's awesome. And so you came out a very well-rounded human being. Yes, I could balance my social life and my academic life, and uh, and I got to hang out with uh, sixth graders and first graders. I taught sixth and first. How long and did you do that? Had for? an absolute blast. I, funny enough, I did that for just about a year. And living in the Bay Area, I couldn't afford to move out of my folks' house when I when I came back after college, and so I got a job in radio sales. And uh, one of my dad's friends had a company in San Francisco. So I worked in the financial district and I sold air. I sold airtime and quickly taught myself how to do that and, and uh, work the good old boys network and try to figure out how to, how to sell air and, and sponsorships, ad, ad sales, basically. Yep. Um, and I did that for quite a while. I got recruited by a kid's radio station because I was a teacher who knew how to sell radio. So I was working for Kidstar, which is no longer around. It was the competitor of Disney radio at the time. And so that was my journey. And, and uh, I just was in sales and selling for other people. And I, then I moved on to Oracle, which is the big, amazing company in the Silicon Valley. And I worked at Oracle and I taught junior salespeople uh, how, to, how to sell better and um, and just love that corporate life. And but there was something inside of me um, that just it just didn't fit. It didn't fit to sit in a cube, felt a little like a caged bird. Um, it didn't sit for me to to have quotas and kind of grind for a corporation. That wasn't for me. And when I read a book book by Barbara Scher called Do Which, uh, like, I Can Do Anything If I Only Knew What It Was. <laughs> and so I really had to ask myself, what is it that I, what is it that I love to do? What is it that I love to read about? What is it that I love to talk about? And oddly enough, um, I didn't share, but I'm a softball player. So I was an athlete in high school. Um, I was, I was a jock and I really wanted to get into beauty and my friends all thought I was crazy. And my dad, when I approached the idea with him, he said, sweetheart, you want to go to beauty school? Um, really? That's so awesome. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, I said, yes, daddy, I'd really like to go to beauty school. I, I had my Oprah aha moment. And so 
Ah, oh, that was, those were the days, you know, like nobody went off to do that at the time. And that was, shoot, that was a long time ago. It was a little over 20 years ago. Well, that's, and, that's fantastic. Uh, Let me just jump in real quick and like summarize, you know, in my mind, I feel like your journey to start out going into sales and marketing and working for somebody else is a very common thing for entrepreneurs, right? I mean, those of us that uh-huh. have that sort of, attraction to understanding what's involved with going and being the top of the funnel, right? I mean, as mm-hmm. a salesperson and marketing, you're the top of the funnel. You're out spreading the word of whatever it is, yep. whatever problem you're trying to solve or whatever problem or product you're introducing to the market. And the salesperson is the top of the funnel. And so having that experience and learning how to, you know, teach what you know, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. learning for two, when you're out and figuring that stuff out and then you can come back and you can teach others to do it, then you know for certain that you're an expert. So I feel like that's such an important part of the entrepreneurial journey from everybody I've ever worked with. They seem to have that common theme. You know, if you didn't always do it for yourself, you were certainly doing top of the funnel stuff for other people. And that's anyways, really. And I didn't even know that's what I was doing. (laughs) It's like this hunter thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, here's a great job for you. Great. I'll do that. You know? And next thing I know, like you said, I was at the top of the funnel and had no idea that's what it was called. Right. At the time. Yeah, so interesting concept. Well, that's fantastic. So, so 20 years ago, you went through that sort of the beginnings of your entrepreneurial journey. We'll mm-hmm. call it, you got that, you know, top of the funnel experience working and doing it for other people. The biggest, one of the biggest, you know, software companies in the world at Oracle, very difficult environment too, right? I mean, corporate's right. quite different from uh, doing things entrepreneurially. That's very structured and disciplined. So mm-hmm. what, what, how did, how did that shape you in terms of motivating you to go do your own thing? I really just knew that, like I said, kind of, I I ended up having my own office, which was wildly cool. Um, But even being kind of trapped in the office was just not for me. I needed to be out. I needed to be, you know, working with people. So I wasn't usually in my office or my my cube in my office. Um, and, And I always was thinking of something new and different to do. And, and it's funny because, um, I went for a a job and the VP of the department pulled me aside and he's like, I just really don't see you doing this. And I was a little hurt at first because it was this, this kind of a promotion, but it was an operations job, which is very black and white and, and, you know, very detailed and very corporate. And he looked at me and he said, I'm going to be really honest. You like sparkle when you walk in the room. He's like, I just don't see you sitting at a desk doing operations. And right, right, but so glad that he said that, and and will thank him to this day that he didn't let me settle for a promotion just because it was a promotion because it was the wrong fork in the road. You know, it was putting me in a box, which you've met me now, probably not a good idea. And um, you know, and really, I started to have that kind of stirring in my heart, like something else is something else is out there for me. I just wasn't quite sure what it was yet. And I knew that it had to be something where I was, I was helping others and, and really engaging. So that brings me to a nothing wrong with corporate. Right. You know, for some people it's great. That's where they should be. And, you know, corporate, Absolutely. they serve many people and, and they do it well, but it brings me to another aspect of the journey that I know has been important to me. And I, I think this sounds like maybe one of your first mentors might have been this gentleman that kept you from going down that path. Have you had other mentorship um, people that have come into your life that 
shaped you in that way? You know, um, I, I haven't had many, which I think is why I like to be a mentor for others because I, I wish I had a me. We'll talk about that later in this podcast. So I wish I had a mentor. So I always want to mentor because then I feel like I'm giving back because I didn't get that. But I will back up and say that my dad, um, he has since passed. He was my hero and this will make me cry. Um, but he always said to me, babe, do what you love and the money will follow. And that's just always been in my heart. Oh, let me cry. Um, it's just always been in my heart to just follow that thing that my heart and my spinning entrepreneur brain says, and don't let, don't let the money be the motivation. The money will follow and it has followed. Thank you, dad. Um, but really it was, you know, to say, just take one piece at a time, do what you love, be smart about doing what you love and it will all work itself out. And and I was really blessed. And I mentioned my dad because my dad was an entrepreneur. So my dad was actually a police officer who, when he retired, you know, they retired young and he didn't quite know what he wanted to do with himself. And he started a little um, company called O'Brien Animal Transportation. And his job, he lived near the San Francisco airport. And his job was to pick up any animals that had been kind of left over like dogs and cats who were maybe on a delayed flight to Singapore. Huh. And so he would take the animal. Anyway, he would take the animal and, and house it. And he built that into basically agent for animals. And um, this was years ago. And so that was me watching my dad have an entrepreneurial spirit. And my brother has the bug. <laughs> my brother has since taken the business and exploded it into a $50 million company wow. and is, has brought my dad's legacy even farther. And, um, and I think it's just in our bones to just be people that are just kind of are entrepreneurs. So I thankfully had, you know, a family that was into it um, because you have to have something like innately in you to have your brain spin as much as it does with ideas. And I just happen to be born into one of those families. So, yeah. So I would say, I would say the do what you love and the money will follow is a t-shirt that I should just make hand out to everyone. Well, that, that's so fantastic. And it's true. I think there's a, a DNA element here that you mm -hmm. just can't deny. Um, ultimately <laughs> you have this natural problem solving ability. You have this sort of, sixth sense to understand that there's a need in the market or a gap in the market or an underserved market that you can easily identify and figure out how to go solve that problem in the market. And for all the estheticians out there that are serving their clients, right? I mean, uh, whether you're a solo SD or operating on a bigger level or, you know, serving more people through other people, it's because you've got that same sort of sixth sense, right? You've got this ambition level, but you've also got this ability to see where your particular skills can help many other people in the market and you know this is such a human touch you know mm -hmm. industry I, uh, I have so much appreciation and respect you know I'm not an esthetician obviously but I, I can I've certainly visited many spas and enjoyed you, could be. you know I just enjoy the treatment and the, and, the, and the the loving care that you know you feel from another human being I mean I just I think it's so important and so 
underappreciated is what I'm coming to understand. I think a lot of people don't fully appreciate what goes into this business and the passion. And, you know, you have to have a, you know, a level of compassion in your bones beyond just your entrepreneurial spirit. So I think it's a very special uh, place and industry. I just wanted to say that out loud. I love that you see that because dudes don't necessarily notice those things. <laughs> so I'm impressed that you see that. And that's why I love working with you because you're really bringing kind of both the worlds together and to be able to honor estheticians in that way and notice that about us. Um, so thanks for honoring that. No, no, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I feel like you've already opened me up to a few things, even in our short time together to, you know, I mean, the esthetician market's fantastic. There's other, you know, human service providers out there, even with the barbers and the cosmetologists and the others that I feel like maybe, uh, you know, need the same kudos and appreciation. But yeah, for now, we're, uh, we're focused on you and what you're doing in your business and you know, let's just let's just talk a little bit more about how you shifted from working in corporate to figuring out what the next step was for you what did, what did that look like oh that's a fun story yeah. it involves las vegas oh and some strippers oh okay well <laughs> i know well, should we pause there and make them watch the next show <laughs> ah, wouldn't that be catchy let's do that i know right yeah, folks all right we're gonna see you on the next stop with shannon sophia it's uh it's gonna be an interesting series here so come back and uh catch around too bye for now hey everyone thanks for listening another episode of the six figure esthetician show in the books tell us what you think it really matters to us we're building out this podcast for you our customers and listeners and we want to hear from you so please do write comments and subscribe to the podcast and youtube channel the six figure esthetician so that we can keep the content fresh and meaningful our hope is that we can support you in every aspect of your aesthetic skincare business. Everything from providing educational content on the various elements of the devices you use to helping you make informed buying decisions. Brian and I have been busy the last six months assembling the digital marketing assets needed to support you beyond just equipping you with top performing devices. Because we know firsthand the digital marketing elements you need to be successful in your business. Dermaglow Digital is here and ready to support you now. Join our Facebook group, The Six Figure Esthetician, and connect with other like-minded individuals, professionals in the skincare and aesthetic field. Book a call or tell us how we can help you in your business. Our team will elevate your success with digital marketing strategies that work. We'll build out everything from your website, online scheduling, sales funnel strategies, chatbot sequences, and all the attraction and engagement tools you need today to drive your business. Tune in again as we uncover little known facts and trends and marketing strategies that will help you today to stay ahead in your market. Our community is growing and we hope you'll join us and let us join you on your journey to the top. Click the link below and subscribe to our channel, leave a review, and please let us know how we can serve you the best. Hope you'll join us next time.